Hey guys, before we kick this episode off, I want to shout out a uh, podcast I've been listening to for a while called Breaking the Fourth Wall. They actually broke a huge barrier this past year with their 100th episode, man. So I want to shout those guys out. Uh, Chris, he's the host of the podcast. And shout out everybody that works super hard at Realm of the Mist to make all of those uh, podcasts work. Make sure you guys check them out. They're on all major platforms, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff. Make sure you check them out, man. Great guys, and they're putting out tons of content. If you cannot find a podcast you like at Realm of the Mist, uh, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. So make sure you guys check them out, man. Hey guys, welcome to the Muse Chasers podcast, and today... I'm sitting down with educator and fellow podcaster, Brandy J, and we talk about some interesting things from bullying to kite flying. So make sure you stay tuned and remember, no matter what you do in life, you go out there and you chase your muse. If I bleed tonight, if I am sad tonight, I don't have a job to Alright guys, so today I'm sitting and talking with educator and fellow podcaster, Brandy Singleton. How are you doing today, Brandy? I'm doing very, very well. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for coming on. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, for sure. I'm here from San Diego, California, and yes, I am in the education field, almost a year podcasting. Yeah, so I work with children. I've been working with children uh, since my son was in the first grade, and now he's in the seventh. So, yeah, for those many years. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I've been working with kids. I've done a little administration, you know, during the time I've been working with um, in schools. But for the most part, I uh, help kids with, you know, reading and spelling and kind of just, what you know, whatever it takes to with, uh, teach a child. So I usually am working with ages from, like, kinder to third grade. Uh, it's been the most fantastic experience ever. I started podcasting earlier this year, and um, I just decided, hey, you know, I have a lot to say, and I'm very passionate about about things in my life and that goes on in the world. And it was just a perfect opportunity for me to, to share what I have with everybody and to see uh, if I had anything to offer. If, and if you guys enjoyed it, so far, the, the beginning of Sandy J. <laughs> <laughs> So, how, how did you get into uh, the educational field? Um, well, I was at the time I had went to a school for business, yeah, business administration, and my son was starting out in school. But I, I was very close with the uh, with the staff and with the principal, and you know, I was always at my son's school. If I wasn't if I wasn't at school myself, I was at his school volunteering you know, and just helping out. And um, then, you know, I ended up working, getting a job in, uh, as a office coordinator, you know, with, uh, after my intern. And mm-hmm. then I stopped working there. And then I walked into the school one day because I always told the principal, I said, hey, do you ever need anybody? You know, and I was speaking, you know, 
as administrators because, you know, I had just finished up, you know, business school and, you know, had, you know, worked a little bit in the field. And then one day I walk in and one of the teachers is like, so are you ready? <laughs> I was like, wait, what are you talking about? She said, oh, she didn't tell you? She's like, oh, yeah, you start today. I said, well, and luckily I was dressed that day because, you know, sometimes early in the morning you drop your kid off and you're probably still in your PJs sometimes. Yeah. Time of day. So <laughs> that day I wasn't. <laughs> you know, and then right from there, and I, I can't remember exactly what year that was, so bad at that. But I just know that my son was in, he's in the seventh grade now, halfway through the seventh grade, and he was in first grade at that time. So, uh, and ever since that day, I just, that's been my, basically, I guess you could say my field, my career has just been working with uh, an education field. So, so what you, you also created a program that you run. Is that right? Yes, I have um, a show. It's called A Voice to Be Reckoned With. Well, this this season, I'm on season three. It's uh, Brandy J's A Voice to Be Reckoned With. I started out um, with it, and sometimes when people ask me this, they're like, how did you start? And I, I know what my thought process was. I have a lot to say. I want to share it. This is perfect. But I really don't know what triggered, like, some of the things. It just seemed like it just came along. And it started out with me uh, just coming up with stuff that I thought was interesting and that would, you know, strike some interest to people that I wanted to know about. And then as I, I did that, then I just really started to, it just really started to uh, draw me in even more. And I wanted it to be for um, my voice would be the voice for others that couldn't speak up for themselves or were too shy, bashful, or didn't have the courage but there were things out here that I can identify with and others too that I felt needed to be said, said as, you know, for, for humanity, you know, and that's where that went. And then as I, I went further along and met different types of people and there's so many different issues and topics that I want to hit, wanted to hit, especially being in the education field, some mm-hmm. of the things I experienced are, are seen, you know, um, like there was an episode I did, it was called, uh, I didn't know that they took prayer out of school, you know, and I did my research and I found out that 50 years ago that had been something and they had taken it out and introduced again. And then I, I just, it, after that, <laughs> I was sold. I was like, this is, this is going to be something. And uh, it, just, it, it just went on to me picking up on things like telecom. I don't know if you know about telecom, the whale that used to be at the yeah. world and the yeah. tragedy. And mm-hmm. the um, Blackfish yeah. documentary. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, that when I first seen that, my eyes were, were glued, <laughs> you know. But I still, it was way before my show when I first seen it. But I just thought it would be a very, you know, interesting topic because I wanted to focus in on just, you know, that whale alone, just what he went through. So after that, you know, I, I, I think I started maybe getting more uh, guests or, um, and different kinds of guests. And uh, then my tagline became uh, a voice for me, a voice of many or a voice for many. You know, because it wasn't just my voice, other people were coming on, and I didn't want it just to just to uh, center around one certain type of topic, you know, because then that would put me in a, a kind of a box just for that one thing. I couldn't be able to explore or expand. And so as I ventured on and I got had, like, celebrities, possibly they came on and talked about their new projects, but they also had other things going on with them. And they might have been like off the charts for maybe a while and, and renewing themselves and coming back. You know, I, I felt like, okay, this is this is good stuff because this is still has to do with a voice, the voice to be reckoned with, someone else's voice sharing what they have 
you know, to, to share with the world about themselves and what they're, what's going on with themselves and what they want people to know because it's not, and it also shows them in a, in a whole different light, not just about them as a the profession, but also them as a person and audience can make a connection with them too. Uh, I, I even did a show with my son and that actually started out in the beginning because I'm an advocate for bullying. Mm-hmm. And that's my biggest thing that I, that I work on, you know, cause my son experienced it and it even got bigger for me and for him. And I use my platform to definitely, uh, to fight for kids and also the parents that don't know what to do for, for the bullying crisis. So, um, that's, that's where I'm at with my show. And, um, this is season three and, uh, um, I just know that I want to make it even huger and just bigger and better and, and hopefully I can help and change somebody. It's just one or a few somebody's life. You brought up bullying. How, how do you go about talking to parents about that or just giving them some awareness so they know how to talk to their kids about it? I have a, a friend of mine. She has a nonprofit. Her name is Sinead Jackson. And so, you know, we both are mothers and um, we met when our kids were younger in, in a school setting. And uh, so we used to do things like go around and advocate or for different things for children, or for like Feeding America, just for so many different things. And so we met so many different kinds of people. And so we decided, hey, you know what I mean? We want to be able to, we would talk about things amongst ourselves as parents that had dealt with it. She's dealt with it herself when she was younger and her, her son. And so uh, we uh, get together with other mothers in, in our, our circle and our groups that we talked with. And um, we just, uh, just like kind of opened the, you know, the platform, like open the discussion and we, you know, talk about similarities and then we share with each other and then we just, you know, kind of bounce off of each other. And, and for me, I, I feel, um, I feel obligated, you know, to share what I have because, see, yeah, I've done a lot of research and me being actually in a field where it, it, it mostly happens, you know, I feel obligated from that and my research that I've done a whole lot to, to help you know, those mothers that if they are, because I didn't really think about it at first, that it's just not the child is dealing with bullying, but that a parent can also deal with the stress of how can I help my child? Because some parents are, are actually in situations where they're, like I was, telling the school and asking the school, like, what can we do? My child's coming home hurt, miserable, and just, you know, these things are happening and, and nothing is being done about it. And when someone tells you that, a school like that, and I'm like, you can't let them tell you that you can't take this i have to give, give it to them straight you got to take your kid away you got to take them out if nothing's being done you have to move your child your first obligation is to protect your child your child's number one advocate and they need somebody to protect and keep them safe and first of all that's the parent's role you know and if we don't do mm-hmm. it then who else is going to do it and then you just leave the child just basically deal with whatever they're dealing with by themselves and sometimes the outcome isn't good because we have a whole lot and it keeps going up even more of suicide all coming from bullying and every day i look at another one and it gets younger and younger i think the youngest that i read was seven or eight years old and i couldn't even believe it wow yeah so that's when it really hit home for me and then we had the, the mass shooting in la at the, at the another one you know that it just i was at work that day that i heard about it and i just had one on lunch break that day and i was walking and i just kind of cried over there because it just, it just you, you take a child to school, except to see them later on, picking them up, and that wasn't the case. That wasn't the phone calls. 
that the parents are getting. Yeah. yeah, that's that's extremely scary. Yeah, to, yeah. To, to imagine getting that phone call, you know, or knowing that something like that happened at at a school that your child's going to. That's yeah, super scary. Yeah, does the schools out there do they have uh do they do drills and stuff for for shootings? Because I because yeah. I know we're we're both on total opposite coast and. I know that the schools around here kind of, I think they may do like one or two drills uh, a year, but I really don't think that beyond that, they do much. That, yeah. I mean, a lot more can be done. I mean, out here we do do, uh, they call them lockdowns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have, I have experienced, you know, like, uh, where, you know, the schools that I, I've been at, you know, we've had lockdowns before. So even if it's at the school that's not, it's not our school, but a school in somewhat of a distance, if they have a lockdown and something fishy is going on, then we'll get, um, we'll get, you know, a message and then we'll do the same, you know. So if anything's happening around the neighborhood or somewhere, even if it's not directly on our campus, we uh, get that message and then we actually have to lock down. As far as practicing, um, yeah. They have them like the fire drills and, you know what I mean? And then the, like I said, the lockdown, but like you said, not really, you know, enough. It could be a lot more, you know, I think it's in every, you know, state and everywhere, I think there should be a whole lot more and even like more of a uh, updated version of it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Just from what I can tell, I think a lot of schools, which I don't think they, they not, none of them around here has done it, but I think like some of the biggest things they could do is just put, locks on the doors to each classroom so they can lock the doors mm-hmm. and taking windows away from the doors um, yeah yeah so nobody can see inside the classroom and they can't get inside the classroom but i yeah I, you know the my kids school it doesn't they i think they have a drill or two but that's it that's it's kind of scary it is it's never no, no matter no matter how many uh, you know procedures and safety you know safety procedures put in place, it still you know I mean doesn't take away that that anxiety and that that fear you know. That's very true. So, whew, yeah. Well, and, well and, you know the sun. My oh, what? No, go 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 ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just gonna say that um to uh the son the school that you know my son because he came from a little school at first like a charter school that was you know under two hundred. And then I threw him into a, you know, I had to take him out, you know what I mean? And he went to a school for like a thousand students. And that was scary, but it surprised me how quickly he adapted. But it just didn't work out because kids are mean. <laughs> and he really did have two situations where it turned physical. And, and he was getting, you know, I don't even think harass is the word. I call it assault. But uh, as far as, you know, I, I remember one day, I think this is after I took him out, because now he's in a, another type of school setting. I went back to uh, to wrap some things up, and I was just standing there looking around at the school, and I was just—it was to me, it's crazy that in my head I was not picturing or visioning it, but I could see spots, areas, you know what I mean, that would be somewhere that maybe somebody that was trying to hurt others would stand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Amongst so many kids, which is so huge, you know what I mean? The school's so huge, and it just scared me. I, it, I just, I just saw. It, just, it made me feel uncomfortable. But for me to have to even sit there and not even cross my mind, it was like, wow. Now, you said you you live in San Diego. Are you from there? Yes, yes. Born So what what was uh, childhood like growing up in San Diego? Um, For me, 
I mean, I I was loved. I had a really cool, I had a great. I think I had a great childhood. You know, um, in San Diego, I, I first thing I always tell people, I'm like, hey, you can go to the beach on Christmas. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, me growing up in San Diego, like to this day, my favorite place to be is Sea Court Village, and that's uh, in downtown San Diego area by the day. Uh-huh. And uh, my dad, he used to take me and my sister there. Uh, growing up, we would go down there. Either we'd go to the airport and we'd watch the planes like land, and then or or we'd go then we'd go over to Seaport, you know, and watch the ships, you know, and the boats, you know, come in or see the birds, which my sister's petrified of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or, or we'd eat. Or we. I always remember like him taking us to this uh, kite store um, at the village, and it's still there. And we get kites and we fly them and. And to this day, you know, what I mean, that's why I take my son, and that's uh, my dad passed away, you know, time ago, and um, that's why I go to kind of connect with them, just to like get away or to, even to get inspired, you know, what I mean, to to you know spark my creative, <laughs> you know, brain or something. But uh, yeah, you know, we have really nice places out here, and so in San Diego, like I I, I always love being downtown San Diego. I'm like a city girl. So people are like, hey, could you possibly like make it in like the country or something? And I'm thinking like, and my family's originally from, you know, Louisiana. My mom, she was here. She was uh, born in uh, Lafayette, Louisiana. And then she moved here when she was a little girl. And, and I visited. I haven't been to many places, but uh, I don't know. I think that I would always have to come back or be in a city. I'm a city girl. I could probably get away and just like relax. So I'm like, I don't know. Because after, you know, San Diego, you just kind of like, just get up and you go. It's a beautiful day. You're like, oh, I'm going to go to the mall. I'm going to go to the beach. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just so, so I've grown up in San Diego. It was pretty, pretty cool. But at the same time, I like cold weather. <laughs> and everybody else from that's not from here wants, wants this weather. And I'm like, man, I just like when it rains. It's really rains out here. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> wow. It, yeah. That that's so. Do you do you take your son and go fly kites with him? Uh, no, I think with me and my son, I think I, it was a while, a long while ago, we had a kite, and then there was a kite that he made, too. And I think there was once where we were able to go down there, but there wasn't much wind. Because I know mm-hmm. today I see a lot of people that, I see kids out there with their kites and stuff, and it, that, that just didn't work out for us. <laughs> that, just seems I so, myself, that just seems so old school. Like I have, yeah. I, I haven't thought about a kite in years. I know, right? <laughs> that is just... but, but I think it'd be kind of, kind of cool though. This is like I don't know. Kites to me got kind of frustrating. If you really want to know, when I was younger, yeah, wow. <laughs> I just want mine to take off and be perfect, you know, and that wasn't the case. Uh, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> I know you said that you had, uh, you had that you started podcasting because you felt like you had a had something to say. And you were yeah. passionate about a lot of things. But how did you get introduced to podcasting? Well, for me, I'm an app fanatic. I'm an app person. Mm-hmm. People always ask me, like, how did you find that app? I'm like, trust me, there's possibly darn near an app for everything. I just randomly, I'll put stuff in, search. If it, if it comes, pops in my head or something I want to do or think of, you know, I just, I'll, I'll go with it. And somehow I'll come about it. But with the podcasting, I'm uh, pretty sure I was going through some apps, and uh, I came across one, and I said, hmm, <laughs> let's see. And so I just went with the flow, you know, because I think the ad kind of got me, too. Like, I'm not going to lie. I said, okay, free. 
Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Easy to use, easy to do. And, and I was like, okay, I'm going to try it out. It's got to be cool. And then I did. And then that's when, you know, I kind of messed around with the, the first show. And I was just like, uh, then my creative, you know, mind started going. I was like, you know, because I, ha- I love to do, I love to uh, write. You know, I write since I was little. Poetry, stories. I like to sing. So I like write songs. And I just like to write, like whatever it is. If it has to do with writing, if you say I, I want to come up with a business plan for, for something, that's going to turn into fun for me because I get to be creative and create something. It's all about just creating to me. As for another person, it's just a business that they, they didn't want to have to come up, you know, <laughs> what it was, you know, means that, you know, those, that, that, those things. So for me, I, I put, I took all that and was thinking like, hmm, like, what do I want to do with this? Like, what do I want to go with it? You know, so I could break it down as far as what's the name going to be? What's my, um, you know what I mean? Like, what's the core of it? What's behind it? And, and so that's just where, where that took off. And I haven't stopped since. Like, I've been on a whoa, and it's almost been a year, and there has not been a day that's went by that I really haven't podcasted or did any work on it. So you put out stuff daily? Just about all fresh stuff. I think I'm almost at 100 and something episodes. Don't quote me on that, but if not, I'm like probably like uh, five away. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that, that's a lot of work that you put in. Yeah, yeah, but it's fun for me. It's fun. Did you, did you have any podcasts that you listened to before? Nope, that was the even uh, funnier thing. So I, I didn't know of one. I knew that uh, Joe Budden, I knew that he had a podcast because I would see it uh, from time to time, you know, because I, I would watch his show, a show that he's on, on uh, the VH1. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and then there was an episode that I think he proposed to his mother, his son's mother, or there was something, he, he a special, you know, thing he did for her. And he was actually in the middle of uh he's actually doing his podcast that day and so i was like oh okay it was his show that made it very clear to me you know what i mean like i didn't still know exactly what the details and what a podcast you know consist of and and how popular it was but that was the first one i was introduced to was uh joe button it's really interesting because most of the time when you talk to other podcasters it seems to me that they always found a podcast that they really liked and that kind of what was mo- motivated them or inspired them to do it. So to hear you say that you didn't listen to podcast and then you decided to do ones, um, I, I don't think I've ever really heard anybody say that. <laughs> First for everything. <laughs> now, I, well, which I, I think it's amazing because you have – I've listened to your episodes, a couple of your episodes, and you have the format down. I mean, you you have everything down. Like the format's good, the the conversation's good, everything's great. And it, I mean, it, it's see, it just like when I listened to, it, I was like, hmm, I wonder who she listened to, or I wonder where she got these ideas from to do it this way. And I guess it just it all came from you. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you have people do this, but I have people come to me a lot and say, man, I want to do a podcast. I'm like, all right, that's cool. You know, you should do one. But what podcast do you listen to? And nine times out of ten, most people are like, well, I don't listen to podcasts. I was like, well, you got to listen to podcasts if you want to do a podcast. And that's that's kind of advice that I give people. Because in my mind, it is a, a creative outlet. And... To me, if somebody wanted to paint, 
I I would tell them like, well, go look at what some other people's done. You know, maybe you can get an idea. Maybe you can go paint something. Yeah, th- that would be my advice. But I have a feeling that you might not would give somebody that advice. Well, yeah, I, I definitely with the advice you give, I um, for you know some people that work, I think that's a great way way to go. But for me, since I didn't do it that way, you know that then um, that's why I probably wouldn't even even said that. I probably would have just told them what I what I did and experience and how where I pulled from, you know, and and that was just from what do, what do I like to talk about? What do I love to do? What what passions do I have? You know, what excites me? What what am I good at? You know, and um, it, so definitely, what do I love? What's most of my passion? Because if you talk about stuff that you're passionate about, then you know people will will believe in you and believe you know what what you're you're, you're talking about. Because coming from a place that you actually the passion yours, and so that's probably most likely what I what I would have told someone. But you got to be passionate about you got to be passionate about something and really like it and love it and to stand behind it and, and believe in it before anybody else is, you know, going to where, where I came at, came from with it and not would have shared with somebody if I've, I've never been asked though. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. I've never been asked. So, so I guess just for you, it was like, here I write, I like to write stories. I like to write poetry. Uh, wait, this is another way I could do it. So let me just try this and let me do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I even tried to intertwine some of it and, uh, like possibly, put my poetry, you know me, into my, my podcast. I was considering doing a like a segment or a podcast dedicated to uh my creative like writing and stuff. So yeah. Very cool. Do you have plans this coming year for your podcast? Actually I do. That's uh awesome that you asked that. Um uh, so this this season for me, uh I think it was right around a little bit after I did my I did a New Year's New Year's Eve special uh with um yeah, I did. I did a New Year's Eve special, and I think I possibly did some New Year's Eve, New Year's stuff. And right around, after, a little bit after that, I got to back to thinking, <laughs> you know, like, okay, this is a new year. I, I need my podcast needs uh, to, re- to be rejuvenated. It needs to, you know what I mean? I need to, you know, it's like you got to keep coming, you know, got to keep something fresh and, and keep it interesting. And then it, it came to me that I wanted to be more in touch with my my listeners and, and to my podcast in general like I always you know I have people you know sometimes come on and they're they're so willing to be vulnerable and share their stories you know with me on my show and I and I want it and I like when they do that because I, I want my listeners to be able to identify with that person not just for my listener but for that guest too to see you know what I mean that they have they're a person you know what I mean and that we all have that's a common no matter what walk of life or you know or what we do and then I got to think it about myself I said well this is my show am I am I connecting enough and then I was like hmm I said okay well this is the year that I'm definitely I want my listeners to know who I am you know what I mean and that you know I do these topics on bullying and all this stuff have I ever been bullied do they know any stories about my experience and yet and, and yes I thought about it so I have had a uh, situation you know what I mean that had you know, not as extreme as many most that I, I got to speak of, but I've had experiences and I, and, I, and I have ways that I've dealt with it. And then just in general, just who I am and things that I've been through, I was like, am I willing to go deep? Am I willing to share like my guests come on here and do? And then and it hit me and it said, I'm willing. 
And I, I want to do this because I want people to know me. And if I'm on here, you know what I mean? And I, I don't want to, you know what I mean? And, and I'm having people share. I want people to, I want to, you know what I mean, make sure I'm, I'm doing, I'm giving back to. Uh-huh. And so I decided to also, I actually had named it uh, Brandy J's uh, A Voice We Reckon with the Connection. But I didn't put the whole thing because it's so long. <laughs> and <laughs> <with> the, <laughs> I know, right? So I just kept the connection in my head. <laughs> so the connection for me meant to connect with my podcast. And to me, like this year, my podcast is, a, I looked at it like this. It's a relationship. You know, kind of like if you're dating somebody or a marriage, it's a relationship. And I want to get closer. I want to bond. I want to spend time with it, get to know it better, and to grow with it so we, be, we can become, you know, this union, this amazing union that we, we survive together for the rest of the years to come. <laughs> so that's where I'm at with, with this show. And I still plan on just keeping it going. And I want more people of all kinds of walks of life to come on here and share, share their story. I have other stories that I want to go reach into and, you know, dip my, you know, my, my head and, you know, my brain in there and pull it out and, and bring it out. But for me, it's a whole lot more personal this, this time because I'm just kind of, you know what I mean? I'm opening me, myself up to basically the world and letting them know who Brandy J is, Brandy Joy. Where can people find you at? Oh, everywhere. <laughs> oh, worldwide. Like, no, seriously, I'm trying to be, though. I'm on... um I heart, I'm on, I'm trying to get Pandora, I think I might be, but I'm on uh, into iTunes, Apple, Google Cast. I'm on uh, there's a platform called Spreaker, I'm on uh, Radio Public, CastBox, I don't, I don't know if I said Spotify, uh, I, the list goes on. Um, I'm just going to say, try it out, I'm on Deezers, try it out nine times out of ten. You're going to find me on there because I'm always daily, uh, consistently freshing, trying to uh, go, you know, see who and what I haven't distributed to yet because most likely it'll be distributed for me, whatever new platforms open up uh, for my podcast. It'll just immediately go to it, but I also go in myself and distribute, you know, so I can be found any and everywhere, even on YouTube. You can find me on YouTube. So, but they're not video yet, but this year I'm striving to start the video so that you can also be a visual. Okay. Uh, do you have any social media people can find you? Yes, and this is the sad part about it. I was talking to someone the other day, <laughs> but you can find me. Uh, I, I, I used sometimes suck like with my social media, like being able to tell somebody exactly like people are like, find me at www something, Facebook something. And I'm just like, uh, look for Brandy Singleton. <laughs> but it's uh, Brandy Singleton, and uh, I have a Facebook page actually called A Voice to Be Reckoned With. On, on, on Facebook, it's my Facebook page dedicated to the, you know, the, A Voice to Be Reckoned With. Uh, and um, let me see, my, my Twitter is not up in, you know what I mean, going yet, but those are the, the two where, where I'm at right now. I have my Instagram, but I have to actually get that going too. This is a part of me for 2020 <laughs> that I'm, I'm going hard on and making sure that I make it possible for myself to be found and people to be able to connect with me. And so social media is a very big part of that. And so I apologize that I'm not better at that, but it definitely, if you go to Facebook, that's usually, that's my, my home, my home where I usually do everything. 
was Brandy Singleton, and uh, there's a page on there, a voice to be reckoned with. But I, I will definitely update you on that so you can let everybody know where, where to find me with Instagram and Twitter. Okay. Brandy, thank you uh, so much for coming on the show today, and hopefully we can get you back on later on and uh, yes. see where you're at and how things are still going with you. Yes, I would love to come back. Anytime, you just let me know. All right, thank you so much, Brandy. Thank you. I can see my love is crap. I have to see